What up, everybody? It's Cuff of the Vision Lab Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Farmers Insurance, the Robert Garcia Agency. If you're looking for the best insurance and customer service, make sure you pick up the phone and dial 972-645-1844. Whether it's home, life, or business insurance, Robert and his staff are the best at protecting you and your family. Once again, that's Farmers Insurance, the Robert Garcia Agency. Agency. The phone number, 972-645-1844. And the website is farmersagent.com forward slash R Garcia. And don't forget to mention the Vision Lab podcast. What's going on, everybody? This is Tim Webb, owner of More Than a 9 to 5, and you are listening to the Vision Lab podcast with Cuff and Mo. Welcome back to the Vision Lab podcast in partnership with Nexum Creative. I'm Ryan Cuffey, alongside my co-host, Mr. Ryan Mosley. Here in the Vision Lab, we put pen to pad and dive deep to uncover your passions and your dreams and how you can arrive there. On today's episode, we're going to talk about three things, such as how to start your business while holding down a nine to five, how to scale that new business, and most importantly, how to live the life that you are destined to be. Yo, Mo. What do we have on the show today? Cuff, today's guest is a native of Columbia, South Carolina. He is a graduate of the University of South Carolina. He is a federal cybersecurity consultant and an MBA candidate at Indiana University. He is a real estate investor, and he is also the owner of the lifestyle brand More Than a 9 to 5. Please welcome Tim Webb to the Vision Lab podcast. What up, what up, what up? What's good, Tim? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. We appreciate you hopping on with us. Yeah, absolutely, man. This is certainly a treat, man. Um, Mo, this is incredible on how powerful social media is. This is, you know, incredible because I came across this um, post a couple weeks back and saw it and shared it with you. And I was like, yo, this this dude, this more than a nine to five is right along the lines of what we're doing, what we're talking about, what we're constantly preaching to, you know, our visionaries. So, uh, Tim, we really want to say thank you, brother, for, uh, you know, accepting the offer to be here on the on the Vision Lab podcast. Oh, man, anytime, man, anytime. Uh, before we get started and really dig into it, let me shout out to all the sponsors, Cuff. Yes. Uh, first of all, obviously, uh, the good folks at Blowing Smoke Cigar Lounge in Duncanville, Texas, Edwina, uh, the entire staff over there, that's 215 West Kent Wisdom Road in Duncanville, Texas. Again, that's Blowing Smoke Cigar Lounge. Uh, the good guys at Definition Cigars. Yes. Whether it's the prolific, uh, the conception. My uh, new favorite. Yeah, your new, your, or your new favorite uh, that, we, that we had a little inside info on a couple days ago. Uh, all, the, all the information is on Instagram at Definition Cigars, or you can go uh, on, the, uh, on the internet, if you will, excuse me. Uh, definitioncigars.com. So, Tim, um, let me ask you this, brother. How did you get started? What inspired you to start more than a nine-to-five? Oh, man. So, I guess uh, what you can say what really inspired me was uh, just thinking about what could really attract the everyday person, right? So, uh, I really just kind of thought about, you know, people who go to work on a day-to-day basis, people who uh, you know, really, I guess, feel as if they have to pick between a uh, nine to five job or being a full off entrepreneur. Right. But, I, you know, to kind of bridge that gap, one of the nine to five is to show people that you can pretty much do uh, best of both worlds. Right. So uh, you can work on your nine to, your nine to five uh, job by also uh, putting in time after work to, you know, kind of pursue your dreams. Uh, for some people to eliminate the nine to five job, or for some people to to maintain both, right? So just to kind of bridge that gap between between the two. So that's pretty much what the ideal pretty much stemmed from. So so why go into kind of a, the the lifestyle apparel market, if you will? Because uh, I knew that the apparel would be something catchy, um, not only from a um, you know income standpoint. It was more so uh, a conversation starter, right? Something that uh, really uh, stood out that would catch people's attention. I'm also a big uh, graphics tee individual myself, so um, I love a good quality T-shirt that has uh, something that could pretty much reference who I am as an individual. So I wanted to create something that could really adapt to your everyday person, um, something that was fitting for myself but could also connect other individuals um, that really went went along with what the T-shirt actually said. So the T-shirt is more so a statement, 
Um, and it's also more so a conversation starter, starter, right, of having these conversations and bridging that gap. So I think the merchandise was pretty much the initial um, role of what I was trying to do to kind of connect to your everyday person. Well, I absolutely love the, the product and what you guys are doing. Um, did you ever have any background on being an entrepreneur? Um, like you obviously have the mindset and, and certainly the skill to put a, a quality message out there. But did you ever have a background in, in running your own business? Uh, to be completely honest with you, um, I, I would say yes and no. Right. So I think <clears throat> at an early age, um, I was always uh, an individual that was thinking of creative um, ideals, right? I think one of the earliest memories I can think of is, uh, you know, helping my uh, my father wash wash our wash our vehicles, right? And I and I would just throw ideas out to him, like, "Hey, pops, what if we uh, created knee pads to where you can get on the ground and clean uh, clean your rims, right?" So just crazy off the top. Uh, the head ideals were things that I was always kind of um, putting out to, to people, right? But I think as I got older, that kind of branched off into uh, entrepreneurship itself. So uh, when I was at the University of South Carolina, uh, me and one of my line brothers actually started uh, hosting events. So we kind of looked at what our uh, weekends looked like, and there was no sort of uh, college uh, event or college night. So we basically created uh, college night at the University of South Carolina. And I mean, it really kind of got huge to where um, it was talked about pretty much around like the entire state. And we had people and individuals from schools all across, across the state coming uh, to Columbia, South Carolina on a Thursday night. So I think that's when I really kind of um, initiated my first taste of actual entrepreneurship and it just pretty much brand brand branched off from there so you just mentioned something that i, I didn't know or, or didn't have an opportunity to talk to you about uh i'm a member of the mphc as well so it would be i would be remiss if i didn't give you an opportunity to give a shout out to your frat oh yeah no most definitely man shout out to uh kappa fraternity incorporated uh, spring 2010 initiated into the Zeta Salon chapter at University of South Carolina. So uh, most definitely a big a big piece of uh, who I am today as well, man. So, yeah, always got to shout them out. <laughs> well, one thing's for sure, you guys got the right year. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to the bros. Shout out to the kids. Right, right year, right colors, everything. <laughs> yeah, man. right, right, right. Um, so, you know, we're, we're talking about being an entrepreneur, but Right now, you're actually holding down a nine-to-five in cybersecurity, right? Correct, correct, yep. How does one balance having their nine-to-five and continuing to pursue their passion or their dream? Um, I think you I think you just, you said it, right? Passion and, and, and your dream, right? I think that's what the ultimate drive for me. And, I, and I, I, can, I can even sit here and tell a lie saying that it's not tough, it's not hard. Um, because I, my job is very demanding, but I also demand a lot for myself, right? So it's really the balance between the two. Um, there are some times where um, I'm able to put in a lot more uh, on a weekly basis into my nine to five. There are some times where I'm, I'm, I have to put in a little less, but at the end of the day, I'm giving it something, um, no matter how many how many hours I put in from my actual job. So. I think passion and, and drive is just really uh, what pushes me to to really drive uh, to 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 do uh, both of them. So you ha- you have to have that passion and drive to to balance balance the two. I, I don't see it as being impossible. It just takes uh, persistence, man. To be completely honest with you, do you feel like you're having to operate or or use different sides of your brain when it comes to those two things? So that's two completely different walks, two completely different disciplines, right? So you know, you wake up in the morning and you start your day. You're a federal cybersecurity consultant and I'm sure there's all kind of things that go into that and what you got to get done on a daily basis but then whenever you walk out of your building it's like okay now slap on you know my true owner slash CEO hat and I'm running a lifestyle brand Uh, you got you got your hands on some other things as well that I'm sure we're going to talk about as we as we open this interview up but can you can you speak to the the different parts of yourself that you have to kind of dedicate to those two disciplines that's a great question oh well yeah most definitely but I think the thing about me is, to be completely honest, my mind is always in creative mode. So 
I, I think my my um, you know entrepreneurship is is who I am, right? Um, my nine to five is uh, you know getting me the uh, opportunity and the funds to full off invest into uh, being a full off entrepreneur. But when I wake up in the morning and when I go to sleep at night, my mind is always uh, in a creative mode. So I'm always thinking entrepreneurship mindset um, now. From a cybersecurity standpoint, that's what I studied in school. I, I love cybersecurity, but it's not something that I can see myself sustaining long term um, and, and pretty much working for someone else for the rest of my career. Uh, but flipping it on and off, yeah, um, whenever um, I'm at work, um, I'm, I'm full off cybersecurity, but at the same time, I'm also um, entrepreneurship mode as well. And, and I actually do a lot of entrepreneurship activities. Too, while I'm while I'm at work, there are some times where I'll pull away um, and take some phone calls, or pull away and do something that you know overall is a benefit of, of the business. So um, it's never it's never nonstop entrepreneurship. It's it's twenty it's twenty four hours to keep it honest with you. That's a great question, Mo and and Tim. You know, I've I've got a couple of of uh, businesses as well as side hustles that uh, that I have and I'm running, and I'm still working my nine to five right now as well. But that's interesting in terms of having that shift in your mentality. It was something that when I first launched my businesses that I really struggled with, right? Because you're used right. to answering to your boss or, or, or your manager or whatever, you know, depending on whatever uh, job you have, but you're used to answering to someone and then someone's coming to you for the answers, right? It was, right. how did you balance or how did you deal with that in, in terms of shifting your mindset from, okay, nine to five, you know, I've got to be a yes, sir, no, ma- no ma'am kind of person to now I'm the one that's giving the orders. Yeah, no, um, I, I think um, the position that I'm in, uh, I, I feel as if I've been blessed to have, um, to be the one in the driver's seat. So even for my role now, right, I have a, I have my own team of individuals so I'm always in, in drive mode um, of getting things done, right? So that same drive of this is what I need, I know I need to do for the week for uh, my businesses is the same drive mode that I have of I know this is what I need to do to get things to go live um, for, um, for work in, in the cyber world, right? So um, it's a slight adjustment, right? It's just for my nine to five, I'm going in and I'm driving that for somebody else. Um, but I'm still in drive mode when I come home of driving uh, my own vehicle towards what I'm trying to accomplish for, for self, right? So um, it, it, it's just different environments at different times. So for me, it's not, it's not too much of a transition uh, from the position that I'm in. So I'm, I'm, I'm easily able to kind of transition between the two. What's a normal day for you like when you're in full-blown cybersecurity mode from you know, the time you get up and leave your house to you check in to the building? You know, at what 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 point does your, your does your day start at the cybersecurity building? And then what time do you actually go to sleep? You know, after you know doing whatever you got to do for for more than nine to five and the other things you got your hands in. Oh man, my days are uh, are typically uh, very crazy to be completely honest with you. So um, typically, when I I wake up um, anywhere from you know late uh, six to early seven. Uh, I have to metro into work, so I'm metroing into the uh, the city. So if you've been to uh, D.C., I'm actually out by uh, the National Harbor and the MGM. Um, so uh, you know, traveling to into the city is is, is not a short um, you know transit. But uh, typically in the office um, around uh, eight ish, and I mean I could be in the office from from eight to eight to eight some days. Uh, eight to nine, or I can be out, you know, as early as, uh, as early as five, but my, my, my day-to-day basis, I actually do, uh, cybersecurity, uh, consulting for the federal government. So, um, I deal with this specific agency now where, um, I actually have a skill set in data loss prevention. So, uh, basically, uh, protecting, uh, their data on a day-to-day and that, that environment can get super crazy, especially when you're, uh, building something from the ground up. So, um, you know, and w- once I leave that, like I said, I'm in full driver mode, right? As soon as I walk out of the building, I'm I'm right to, um, you know, more than a nine to five. So I'm working on 
uh, things that are benefiting the business. And that can go until, you know, the wee hours um, of the morning. Um, but it's, it's like I said, it's really all about all about drive. Right. So for me, it's, it's my passion. Like I'm, I'm looking forward to once I get off or even while I'm at work, like I said, I'm already working towards some things for, uh, for the business. But, um, you know, for me, it's a, it's a passion that I'm, that I developed to where it's like kind of a, a addiction to be completely honest with you. So, um, you know, the long hours don't typically, typically bother me because I know in the end run, it, you know, it'll all, it'll all pay off. So that's just where my mind has always been, man, to be completely honest with you. I was going to ask this question later on, but I just kind of hear it in your voice. So I'm going to go ahead and ask it now. What's your dream? Yeah. Like, you clearly have got a, a master plan. Like, no, nobody, you know, works 12, 14-hour days at the cybersecurity building and then runs their own business just by accident. Like, you got a plan. So what's your dream? Uh, to be completely honest with you, um, my dream is to have, um, you know, real estate replacing uh, my income and, um, when, when I, when I say real estate, I mean, uh, rental properties. Uh, but I'm also, if, if like my dream would be to wake up and be full off real estate and that's like fixing flips, um, development, having rental properties, um, while also, um, having multiple sustaining substantial, uh, businesses as well. Right. So, um, outside of the real estate, um, like I said, right now, from a uh, from a current uh, standpoint of where I'm trying to go, where I'm trying to get, is that uh, my nine to five is funding um, where I see myself at. Right. So uh, once I get to a position to where it's um, substantial, to where I can, you know, uh, do the trade off, then I see that as being, uh, you know, full off. Um, into investing and also just coming up with new and creative ideas, right? So there's some things that I have in the works now um, that um, I'm just simply about to just take a take my shot and put them out there, right? And just see where where it ultimately leads me. So um, just just full, being a full off creative man, that, like that's my that that's my ideal like just dream, just waking up, not having to be on someone else's schedule, but I'm on my schedule, but. I'm in a in a in a space to where I'm able to take care of what I need to take care of. Absolutely love that. So, you know, we we talked about um shifting your mindset and your mentality, um, the passion and drive, being a creative, your ultimate goal and what you're trying to achieve. Tim, what's your why? Uh no, that's, that's a great question, man. Uh my why, to be completely honest with you, is uh creating a legacy. Um and really, I think the biggest thing is uh, breaking the uh, generational curse of financial literacy. Um, there's uh, a lot of people that look like uh, me who don't necessarily come from uh, a uh, super huge financial background. And that's just, you know, society in our generation today. So, you know, how can I create something that will sustain for the generations to come? Um, how can I create, uh, you know, my name to be a legacy um, for, you know, my parents and also the people who, who come after me? So I think that's ultimately my why. I want to be in a position um, to where, um, you know, I can take care of my mother full off without her not having a worry. She can go do her day to day, go shop when she wants to um at the on, on my dime right so you know for somebody who's given so much for me i want to be in a position to where um she doesn't have anything to worry about so i think to be completely honest like when i wake up in the morning and when i come up with these ideals and when i'm you know chasing the ultimate dream is to put my family in a position to where um they don't have anything to worry about so that that's 110 percent my why absolutely love that and so um you know, you, you're so you're so young, but yet you have you know this fantastic mindset, and I lo absolutely love where you're going. And you talked about you know my ultimate goals, um, and I'm going to shoot bigger. Why do you think so many people are afraid to take a chance? Why do you think they're afraid to shoot for failure? Um, I, I think you I think you said it right. It's it's failure. I think people don't see the um, success and failure, right? People are uh, afraid to fail, and um, by that, people don't take chances, right? 
Uh, I think speaking for my for myself, I, I was in that position at, at one point in time, right? But I think um, you know the overall business of more than a nine to five put me in a position to where I could now uh, pull the pull the trigger and say, you know what, like uh, either it's gonna win or it's gonna uh, fail. But I always look at failure is not a loss; it's a lesson, right? So. Um, even with the with the brand, when I put it out, of what I see it as today wasn't my original, uh, pretty much thought process. You know, it was it was just simply just a, a t-shirt. But now it's kind of gotten so big, not only from the brand perspective, but in my mind of where it could potentially go. But uh, initially, I was I was I, I I held on to it for you know x amount of time until I had a buddy of mine that, that, that when I, when I pitched the idea to him, he said, man, you need to buy the domain today and you need to make it happen. And when I had like people in my corner that was, that were telling me like that, it was um, a great idea. That's when I finally pulled a trigger and I, and I actually got to see it be successful. And I think after I did that, that caused me to not be afraid to fail. Right. So I think ultimately people, um, are scared that um, things will honestly go bad, but you can't be successful if you don't have things go bad. So I think that's ultimately why people are are, are afraid to uh, take their shot and, and pull the trigger on things because uh, failure for them um, is more of a of, of a loss than a lesson. Man, I that's so deep, bro. I mean, my partner all the time, he talks about that when we, we talk about uh, failure. What, what do you, or yeah, failure, right? What, well, what are you uh, talking there, about? We, there, we win or we learn. There is no loss. Right. We win or we right. learn, period. Yeah. So we, we kind of just started talking about what it takes to actually build the brand. You know, you've got to have a mindset. You leverage your, your nine to five to fund your dream. Uh, you've got your why that's in place. So as we continue to put these puzzle pieces together, talk to us about what it's like to actually start to get the brand off the ground. You just mentioned talking to your your boy and you said, yo, what do you think about this idea? He's like, yo, you need to get that domain right now. So as you start to put yeah. these puzzle pieces together for our visionaries that are listening, can you walk us through that process of actually putting the brand together out into the marketplace? Sure, sure. Yeah, so um, it basically just started with the ideal, right? So from the ideal um, came a design. Um, I had a design in place. Um, I had it as a mock-up for um, for a shirt. And then from there, uh, it was pretty much, like I said, sharing the mock-up with people and saying, hey, what are your thoughts here? Um, I got some, uh, it's okay. I got some, mm, I don't know. And I got some, yeah, that's, you need to do that ASAP, so... Um, a variety of different uh, feedback um, that I received. But I think the people that were, I knew were truly in my corner and the people that are like-minded like me, once I got those yeses, that was really all I needed to kind of really uh, hit the ground running. So started off um, by purchasing the uh, domain. Um, I actually built my, I, I legit built my site and, less than 24 hours to be completely honest with you um, once i got the domain it was social media presence i turned around and i took a i took a day on the weekend and just built my entire site i tested it um i actually put the uh products um online and um i put in the uh the, the trademark and I, I really just simply hit the hit the go button um and I have a lot of people since, you know, coming from the environment where I was, um, you know, doing events in college, I had a large, uh, back of people who I knew, uh, supported me. So, um, as soon as it kind of went live, that's when, uh, the support legit just kind of went crazy and started rolling in because these are people that I've already had connections and relationships with. Um, but I think one of the biggest things as far as the actual, um, product itself was uh, you have to align people that have the proper resources for what you're trying to put out, right? And I had zero experience in merchandise or putting any sort of clothing out uh, myself. Um, but what I what I initially tried was I tried drop shipping. And this kind of is a funny story, right? Because 
Um, I think the reason that this kind of all came um, to fruition was a buddy of mine was telling me last summer about dropshipping, dropshipping, dropshipping. So, real quickly, put, uh, Tim, look, for those that that are not familiar with dropshipping, because you you actually went down the path that I was going to ask you a question on, anyways. But can you define right. or tell these people, uh, our visionaries that are listening, what dropshipping is? Sure, sure. Yeah, dropshipping is when you hold no inventory um, for yourself. It's simply uh, made to order by a company that ships your items out for you. So you're simply uh, paying into the dropshipping company to uh, send out your merchandise, and you make the profit between the difference of what it costs to make and what you actually sell the product for. So that's pretty much you're dropping all of your shipping um, as far as labor. However, you still make profits from uh, what you actually put the product um, to market for. So that's uh, kind of a high level of, of what dropshipping is. Perfect. Yeah. So and I, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I just kind of wanted to oh, make no that, worries, that no clarification. Worries. But go ahead, because this is dope. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, like I said, my buddy was telling me about dropshipping. I started looking into uh, dropshipping companies. So once the design was made, I actually tried um, uh, Printful. Um, as far as uh, seeing what the actual product would look like. And to be completely honest, I tried three or four different shirts, and I hated it. I hated it. So um, what I did was is I, I started calling around to literally every drop shipping company that I could come across uh, to identify if they could do vinyl prints versus actual printing into the um, T-shirt. Um, and the reason that I wanted to do vinyl was because I actually, um, had, um, one of my, uh, uh, fraternity brothers, his, uh, one of his friends actually made me a shirt that had vinyl on it. So I love the quality of it. So I knew I wanted to make my shirt vinyl for the quality to stand out. So as I started calling all these companies, no one would make vinyl. So literally the plug into my business was literally under my nose the whole time, right? Because I just said I had someone make a shirt for me that was good quality. So as I kind of just like, man, I, I can't find anyone to make to make the shirt that I want. I literally thought back to the shirt that I had of saying, the same guy who made my shirt would be my plug for operating um, the business, right? So we spoke about drop shipping. So I basically created my own dropshipping company, if if, you, if that's what we would call it, right? Wow. Is, um, I have an individual um, that lives in Columbia, South Carolina. Shout out to KJ. Um, somebody who looks like me, right? So I'm putting money into his pocket um, as I'm creating merchandise. So uh, KJ is the brains behind my entire business. So I manage it from a... Um, you know, technology perspective, but this guy is the hands-on merchandise. I have no inventory in front of me at my house, nothing. Everything that is that people receive that is shipped to them is shipped to them from KJ. However, I have a P.O. box um, from Maryland to where, so when you receive a package, you'll have it from Fort Washington, Maryland. That's my P.O. box. Um, and I, I could talk about this all day to be completely honest with you, but um, basically I have a shipping system integrated to the site. So I'm able to, well, he's able to print labels, uh, for me to package, um, our, our, our product. So anytime an order comes to me, um, comes, comes to me, it goes to our system where he logs in, he sees the order. Um, he sends, he weighs the items. He sends me the weights. I go in, I add the, uh, whatever the cost is for shipping. He prints all the labels. He bags them up. He uh, he uh, puts the labels on them. He takes them, and, and here's a, here's a funny piece that people will probably laugh at. And, I, and I'll just drop this just as a gem on you guys' uh, podcast. He he actually is a, a college student, right? So he takes the packages to the clubhouse for his college apartment, and UP, U, uh, USPS comes and picks them up and ships them out. So I've created a system for him to where he doesn't have to go to the post office. Nice. nice. So I know I said a lot. There. I know I said a lot, but basically, like I said, this, uh, I scaled the business to where it was um, a benefit for me, but it's also beneficial for him to where he's able to make money and he's doing it at a, at a, at a pace to where it doesn't require a lot from him to go out of his way. 
It's absolutely dope. Hey, real quick, um, I want to give you the opportunity because we started talking a little bit about your inventory. Where can folks find more than a nine to five? Oh, yeah, no. So I uh, appreciate that. So um, on social media, um, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at more than a nine to five. Um, on the internet, the uh, shop is uh, more than a nine to five dot com. So you simply type in uh, more than a nine to five and they'll pop right up for you. So I'm curious, uh, Tim, because you've spoken a lot about the, the technology and, and the infrastructure, if you will, right? So for, sure. for our visionaries listening and, and any, of, any of the new, new listeners, not everyone's going to have a background in cybersecurity. Like you said, it, you built your right. website in 24 hours and had everything pretty much ready to go. What type of right. advice or pointers or whatever you want to call it would you give to somebody who might not have your technical background but still has the idea that they want to do something in, in, in the same, uh, same lane as you? Like how would you... You know, what's the what, what would you tell them as far as their first step? Uh, first step would be, um, you know, take a stab at it of, of doing it yourself. So I used, um, and I'll actually plug it out, I, I used uh, Squarespace. Uh, so uh, sh- what, I think it's Shop- Shopify or Shopify. Yep. Um, yeah, you know, those sites are really easy to kind of custom make. They already come with... Um, pre-made templates that you just kind of adjusted to what you're um, trying to create. I, of course, mine, I did a lot of more uh, technical type of um, scripts, scripting and stuff to kind of customize my site. But for someone that's simply just trying to start and put it out there, you can easily go into uh, Squarespace and um, the other sites and just simply just kind of build off of the um, pre-made templates um, to kind of adjust it to uh, the way you want it to be for your site. Very simple. So most definitely um, try that um, if, if if you're not trying to build a site from scratch, which I, I, I did not do. I, I used something to customize it to fit what I was uh, trying to portray for my overall business. As we're talking about, you know, at this point, we're talking about your inventory, your website. Cuff and I have been kind of scanning through this as, as we've been going back and forth. Uh, me personally, I'm a fan of the yellow or the gold hoodie, uh, size double X, if you don't mind. <laughs> uh, my, real, my real question. I'm, I must definitely take care of you. Much appreciated. My real question is, when did you know for a fact you had something, right? Like, I know, like you said, your friend said, hey, you know, get that domain. Um, and, and obviously, you built your site, right? But there had to be a moment where you were like, right. okay, this is actually going to work. Like, all this hard work that I'm, that I'm putting in is going to actually turn over in, in the right way. So was there a time where you were out and saw somebody in your stuff or did somebody just come up to you randomly and say, Hey, I heard like, I, I want your product. Like what, what, what was that moment for you? Man, I think I completely honest with my phone, just literally started going crazy. And, um, the amount of feedback that I started getting and people that were like, just reaching out and just saying, Hey man, like the ideal is crazy. And there's so much, they're like, there's the opportunities are endless. And I started receiving that like from so many people that, it was kind of a lot to take in. It's like, oh man, like, you know, I didn't expect it to go, go this crazy, but just even the amount of feedback. And I mean, even from like the quality of the, of the shirts, you know, I still get messages to this day, like crazy of like, um, you know, one of my, one of my fraternity brothers hit me the other day and it was just like, man, I've watched this shirt a hundred times and the quality is still the same. And this is not simply the plug when I'm putting out, but it's just simply a, I wouldn't put anything out that didn't meet the requirements of um, what I like, right? So, um, you know, and and I think, like, literally once I started seeing the amount of support of people that I have not even had a conversation with, and I don't know how how long, right? Or um, even this past weekend, I watch, I I typically, I'm, I'm on Instagram sometimes, but it's mainly for, like, the business. But when I'm on my personal page, um, I'll watch typically, like, the first, uh, you know, that first amount of stories that it, that it shows, five five or so people. Literally, as I click through those stories, two of the, two of the, four, of the four I watch had more than a nine to five on, right? And that, for me, is just like, man, I, I don't think people understand how that makes me feel of, like, you know, out of, out of all the things that you could wear, like, you choose um, to wear, uh, wear the brand. When I go home uh, to Columbia and, you know, my partners and stuff pull up on me, like cats are wearing my stuff. Like my mom, when I go home, like she's wearing more than a nine to five, my sister, everybody. So um, it's just like that for me is just like the biggest um, 
like when I when I knew it when I knew it was something honestly when I just started seeing like the amount of support. So I'm going to switch gears for a second. Um, how do you balance this? I'm just curious, right? You you work in cybersecurity. You've got your hands in real right. estate. You, you got a right. got a clothing line that's about to boom. Um, do you have a family? <laughs> do you do you have kids? Do you have a girlfriend? Like, how do you balance this? Like you said, it's it's twenty four seven. But at some point, you got to sleep or have some sense of a personal life, if you will. How do you do that? Or is there a right. such thing as balancing your life right now? No, I mean, no, I'm 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 able to I'm able to balance it. Um, uh, my my girl is a is a is a huge supporter of the brand, and she's also like a you know entrepreneur um, herself. So. I think the biggest thing and the and the best thing is that um, I'm not in it by myself, right? Like, so I have like people that I can bounce ideas off of um, as far as like that's going to give me uh, give me feedback. And they're also kind of on the same same thing that I'm on. Like, you know, they're they're going to they're going to work, and um, when they're off, like they're driven to you know their passion is about you know chasing things that are more than a nine to five. Uh, for them, but like I said, there are times where <clears throat> I, I I really am overwhelmed of like where I'm. I kind of am like, oh man, what what am I ultimately trying to trying to get out of this? But I think the drive and the passion just kind of um, outshines that to where I'm just able to kind of get past any roadblocks that I have and keep pushing to, to do what I need to do. But I mean, like I said, it's, it's definitely a lot, but I just know it's something that. Um, I can I can definitely maintain, and I, I don't think there's much of anything that I can't do. So I don't know. It's really just become who I am. So I know how to balance, um, you know, balance the the, the work life balance, and also like the family, uh, personal life as well. So um, I, to be honest with you, I, I really don't know how I do it, man. <laughs> to answer your question, that's all good. So you know, here's the deal: a lot of people. Uh, especially given the the uh, information age and social media and the ability to to get as much data as we can consume, a lot of right. folks are starting their own businesses right now, right? Which is which is dope, right? Um, a lot of folks are starting t-shirt companies and, and things like that. And me being one of them, right? And right. when you when you look at the landscape of the market, I'm curious: Did you ever consider how much competition? is in that same space. Now your product is dope. Like no question about it. Obviously, uh, if it weren't, we wouldn't have you here on the show. Um, which is how, you know, I ended up getting in contact with you through social media. Cause I saw it and I was like, Oh, that that's crazy. Like I, I love everything about it. But when you, right. when you looked at the, the, the landscape of the industry, did you ever think to yourself like, okay, how am I going to make a dent? Or is this more so like, Hey, I just want to put something out there. Um, but let, let me answer your question this way is, is I kind of feel as if a true, a true go-getter and somebody who's really like going after what they want. That's like, like, that's like Lyft, right? I'm pretty sure Lyft can look at Uber and say, oh, there's already a, a ride share company out here. So, you know, I'm not going to put, put myself out there. So I think with me is to be completely honest, I didn't even really pay attention to the market of what was out there. Um, it was more so for me of uh, I've, I've seen different brands that were out there that are like really hot and really booming. And I, for me, it was like, how do I get to that point? Um, and I think just to kind of peel back a little bit more, it was also was just like, let me just shoot my shot and see what happens. Right. If it's like, like we talk about failure, if it failed, it was a lesson. It was more so like, okay, that didn't work. So what's, what's plan B. So, and, and for that's, me, it was really just. A, go ahead. No, I, and the reason why I asked that question, I really kind of set you up because I want people right. to hear it organically. It doesn't matter who's out doing, you know, who's out there doing what you want to do. If you have a goal or a vision or a dream, go like you said, shoot your shot. Um, don't sure. pay attention to everybody else or what people are doing in a, in a different lane. Stay in your lane. Do what you do. Focus on on your why. And focus on whatever it is that you want to get out there, right? So I wanted, I kind of set you up on that, Tim, but I wanted to hear it, you know, <laughs> organically so that our, our visionaries that are listening can hear it directly from you being like, yo, I got to go. I got to go do this thing. 
Right. Yeah. And I, I, I was, I was definitely, I was definitely, you took the words out of my mouth. That's where the direction I was going, man. So yeah, you definitely got to shoot your shot no matter like what is already out there. So, you know, you, let me ask you this, cause we really haven't uncovered this. Um, how long has more than a nine to five been out there? Uh, I, started, I started more than a nine to five, September 15th or 16th. So literally just, uh, going on six months. Um, so it's to be completely honest, like the amount of like turnover and support in a six month span. I mean, even before I even like got to the six month period, it was already crazy, but, um, yeah. So six months a day, it hasn't been out long. Wait, wait, I'm um, sorry. But, I'm sorry. It, it sounded like you said you started this six months ago. Six months, man. Six Bro. Months. That's, <laughs> Mo and I are looking at each other like, yo, this is insane. The only six months, this is it's the grind, homie. <laughs> like I, I, I tell you every day, like Tim, let me let you in on like some of me and Cuff's <laughs> conversations, right? Like we got a lot of things like cooking for this entire podcast. Like there's a, there's a plan for all of it. Right. And I tell him every day, right. like brick by brick, there is no such thing as a loss. We, we win or we learn. And, I tell I tell anybody like not just necessarily our podcast and everything else we got going on, but just in general, like the grind pays eventually if you put your hands in the dirt and really get to it. And I would say, right. you know, kudos to you for like you said, a six month turnaround. Like that's amazing to see you just where you are right now. And obviously you got a lot lot bigger plans, but uh, you know, like so kudos to you and and for for putting your hands in the dirt and really scratching it out. No, that's a huge applause to you, Tim, because I mean the the product, um, what you're doing, the the um the way that it's coming across looks like you've been in the marketplace for at least two to three years. Oh, wow, man. I really appreciate that, to be honest with you. For yeah. real, for real. So, the, the, really, the backdrop to that question was, which you, you took us both by surprise, and again, big ups to you, is, you know, as you've been in this for the last six months, so this is going to be really dope now because you're, you're in the thick of things, as Mo likes to say, you know, you've got your hand in the dirt. What have been some of the unforeseen challenges and call it a con if you want to, but, you know, the difficulties or the trials that you've had to overcome within your first six months of, you know, rolling out this fantastic uh, lifestyle brand? Um, no, so I, I think, honestly, um, with the overall, like, merchandise piece of it, it's been kind of, um, you know, seamless. Like, I haven't really had any any roadblocks um, or, or issues at all. Um, when it kind of transitioned into the uh, real estate piece, so that's one thing that I didn't mention yet is that um, I also invest um, in real estate from you know with uh, with the business and with the uh, with the brand. So um, that's kind of been more of the like the like not a loss but a lesson type of um, thing. And I think honestly, like watching a lot of people, watching a lot of videos of people talking about. Um, you know, real estate investing through your business, LLC, like they make it seem so easy, but to be completely honest, like hands on doing it, it's a lot more complex than what people uh, make it seem. So I ran into like a lot of roadblocks um, from a, from a, from a perspective of, of, of the real estate side of it. Um, but it's nothing that hasn't been um, kind of, uh, you know, overseen of, of, of getting it done and accomplished. So, but just just a couple of things is that really the financing piece. A lot of a lot of banks don't want to finance, um, you know, your uh, your loans through a through a business, especially when you're, uh, you know, skinning the game of like really kind of putting yourself out there initially. You typically have to build um, that sort of like business credit and things of that sort before people really start giving you uh, money. Now they can based off of your personal finances, which they were, I was luckily able to do to kind of get skin in the game from a business uh, standpoint. But uh, really, I think that's one of the things that initially kind of started off as a hiccup when I started putting myself out there into the real estate perspective. I ran into like some roadblocks of kind of getting the real estate piece off the ground. But um, as I've kind of progressed and um, started doing like more deals is when it's kind of eased up of becoming uh, more of a seamless process to date. But um, I think that was really the only side of it that I saw like kind of some hiccups and some issues. But the merch, the merch piece, like I said, having those great resources in your corner, man, like I, I don't really feel like I could lose from a, from a merch perspective uh, standpoint. What's coming down the pipe for merch? Uh, man, so for merch, um, I'm actually, 
And I'll do the plug here. I'm, I'm actually about to drop a new um, a new T-shirt, um, and it's, it's it relates to more than a nine to five, but it's not the actual design or verbiage of more than a nine to five. So um, I, I I definitely will, um, you know, probably make you guys the first ones to, to kind of get the. Oh, that's the, dope. The, the first inside or the, or the first key. So I definitely can, can make that happen. And we'll make sure you get some Vision Lab uh, podcast swag as well. We'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll make a trade. Yeah, it's on the way for okay. sure. Okay. Absolutely. That sounds good, man. So I want to give you an opportunity, Tim, to talk to our visionaries. Um, you're in the thick of the throws, right? Um, what advice would you give someone that's I know I know we kind of asked this question, but I want to frame it a different way. What advice would you uh, give anyone that's looking to start their own business? Um, you know, be it be an entrepreneur or or transition out of their nine to five into a different nine to five, and maybe make a tri- uh, a lateral move. Yeah, I, I can speak to that from a personal level. Um, I was I was working for. Um, so let, let, let me just rewind a little bit. Uh, do do we do we have we have enough time, right? I, I don't want to. Oh man, we're time. good, bro. Oh, we told you yeah, at the very beginning. Good. We don't really okay. answer to anybody, okay. but man, by all means, tell it all. Okay, okay, okay. So. Um, let me just rewind a little bit back to December of 2018. So I was working for a company that I was with for five and a half years. Um, didn't see any progression. I was killing it, you know, getting all this great feedback. Wasn't allowing me to kind of get where I wanted to go. Uh, ended up purchasing my first property in the area where I was located. Um, new construction, new house. I was sitting in the house. I was miserable. I, I had a brand new house. Um, I had a, um, I had a, you know, good paying job, but I was just, I was miserable. Um, and the, the advice that I would give to, you know, young entrepreneurs or people that's trying to, um, you know, make a move to, to somewhere that's going to make them, um, you know, make them satisfied is you have to do what makes you happy to be completely honest with you. Man. And when I started seeking what would make me happy is when things came to fruition, like the brand, right? Because I was able to be in a space to where I was happy, to where I could be a creative. When I was unhappy, I was focused on solely being unhappy. But when I kind of identified what it was that made me happy in the new role that I'm in now, uh, was what, when I was able to kind of look outside of that to what would uh, bring additional happiness. And that's my creative side. Um, so what I, what I would just say is that you have to do um, don't look at profit or numbers. Look at something that, you know, you are, uh, you have a passion for that, something that drives you, something that could touch other people um, that can create conversations, you know, um, pushing the envelope to be completely honest with you. Um, but you, you just really have to solely just kind of jump, man. Like, don't think, at, don't think about failure. Think about um, how you can really win. Like it, it should all be about how, how, how can I win with this? Um, and, and really once you kind of put all that together, like you can't really, you can't really lose. Um, you can't think about failure. You have to think about, um, you know, how, how do you, how do you get in position for it to where, to where you can win? And I think once people kind of change and alter their focus for that, like there's really no, there's really no such thing as losing. So that's the advice I would, I would really give is just like really jump. And, and, and change your circumstances to put you in a position to where you can say that you are truly happy in what you do on a day-to-day basis. And I think that's when I started changing my life. And, and I can honestly say um, there's some days when I wake up and I'm like, man, I don't really, I'm not really feeling this from a work perspective. But that knowing in the back of my head of like when I leave there, I can go to, go to be a creative. Like that's what drives me to say, okay, look, I'm making this temporary sacrifice someday to where I'm going to put, put myself in a position where I, where I'm doing this, I'm waking up in the morning and I'm solely working for, for Tim. Right. So, um, just really having that drive, man, and having that focus though, like that, that, that's just really the advice I would give. Man, that's, that's absolutely dope. So, you know, I've heard a lot and obviously one of the pillars of the vision lab podcast is mindset, right? It really having a, a growth mindset. Um, and, and you really seem to embody and, and, um, exude, you know, having a growth mindset, where did that come from? Um, to be completely honest with you, man, I just, I, I just have to say, man, I, I was blessed with it, to be honest. I mean, I, um, I've always, uh, I've, 
I've always kind of wanted like better um, for myself and wanted to be in a position to where I could take care of the people who, who take care of me. Right. So um, I don't know, man, to, to be completely honest, like the mindset is, it has really just always been there. It's just really um, the, the drive, like people. And I, I see this on social media all the time, right. Is that, um, the the dream is the dream is free to dream, but you know, it, like you you have to execute. And you know, I could dream all day, but if I don't execute, then that's what I, I won't see any results. So um, the drive the drive has always been there, man. Like I, I I can't say exactly where it came from, but I just know I'm I was I was blessed to, blessed to have it. You you have to kind of you have, you have to want results in order to kind of be be successful, and and I and I most definitely want results. So that's why I push myself to go so hard. Well, I absolutely love it, brother. I mean, I really do. I'm curious, Tim. I appreciate it, man. I'm I'm curious because, like, you know, we're, we're both sitting here looking at each other as, as you're talking. And, like, just your – it's not even, like, a cocky attitude to me. It's just, like, a very, like uh, – what's the word? Uh, uh, you're very sure of yourself, right? Um, it, it, but it, right, it's, right. it's it's it, you're humble, but at the same time, like you you know where you're going and you got a plan, right? He knows what's inside of himself. There you go, exactly, right. like exactly. Um, to anybody out there struggling with that, like I said, it, like you know, when Cuff asked you, you said you you were just kind of blessed with it. You just kind of came came out that way. What would you tell somebody who's asking who, who's asking, you know, how do I change my mindset? You know, if if I do have a uh, you know, that that fear factor, if I am a little apprehensive about stepping out there and really trying to go for my dreams, how how would you advise somebody to change their mindset? I would just I would just say, hey man, just think about like like first of all, like nothing nothing comes comes easy for one, right? Um I would just say think about where you want to be long term. Like think about some of the things that you want um, out of life, you know, um, and 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 just think about that, write that down, and just say, okay, this is this is what I want. Now, what are the steps that I need to take to get there? And I think once you start executing on that, like that's when you will start changing your mindset. I saw a video um, today, literally on my way home, and it was Steve Harvey, and Steve Harvey said, "I encourage everybody to write down 300." Um, of their goals, right? And you know, with the with the with the blessing of, of God, and you know, hard work, like like every day, five minutes, read those goals, and a year later, come back to those goals and just start checking off everything that you were able to accomplish, and just watch the amount of things that you were able to accomplish. So I think really mindset is really just knowing what you want, and then executing. And from there, like that's when you start, you know, accomplishing what you what you ultimately wrote down as far as where, where you wanted to go, right? So I think that's just really the biggest the biggest key to be um, one hundred. You know, I absolutely love that. That was actually I saw the exact same video, um, and it became a part of my twenty twenty. I'm not even gonna call them resolutions, but these are things that I wanted to accomplish. And so I it's wrote an action down, item. Yes, yeah, action item. For, perfect. And so I um, I wrote down my three hundred. And it's true, man. You, you, if you read those, and I try to do it twice a day. Um, you right. know, sometimes life gets in the way. But it is, it is what it is. But the the action is there, right? Um, well, right. you write them down and you read them over and over and over and over again, and they start to actually really manifest and come into reality and come to fruition. So, man, keep that up. Like I absolutely love that video. It's if you haven't seen that, you know, um, go to YouTube or it's on Instagram or something. So. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure you can find it. So we've reached a part of the interview now, Tim, where we're gonna like open up a little bit, and you know, we've had this you know, this very serious, in depth talk about entrepreneurship and 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 grinding your way to get to where it is you want to go, and you know, you working in cybersecurity for the for the government and all that good stuff. Now we're gonna have a little fun. You ready? I'm. I'm let's go, man. So being from Columbia, South Carolina. Um, mm-hmm. Where is it that? Because I've never been to South Carolina, honestly. What? Where is it that that the people of South Carolina? Where, where can we find everybody at on a Saturday afternoon when the weather's good? Like, what's what's the the, the hopping place in Columbia, South Carolina? <laughs> oh man, it, it's only right that I plug uh, plug my brothers, man. But uh, it's a spot in Columbia called the Weekend, um, and it's typically usually the uh, the go to spot. So. 
Um, you know, shout out to my brother Joe, shout out to my brother Ramon. Um, that's typically where I poke in, poke in and out when I'm uh, when I'm in the city. So definitely check it out if you if you're in the area. Why 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 cap alpha size post to make a sci-fi? Man, because that's the only way to go, man. So if you if you chose Omega, then I'm 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 sorry to hear that, brother. But at, me, at the end of the day, we are brothers in Christ. So uh, God yeah. will forgive you for that decision you made. Let me just say this: There's members versus men over here. <laughs> we ain't taking everybody. <laughs> 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 it's all love, though. It's all love. Um. So. At what point did you move from Columbia to to the DMV? And that's that's you know with, with DC, Maryland, Virginia for for those of you who are not familiar with the, the geography of the of the area. Yeah, no. So um, I graduated in uh, 2013, and to be honest with you, uh, DC was always the area that I wanted to uh, live in. But um, I actually moved to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, of all places. So I lived in uh, Milwaukee for two years. Uh, moved to Detroit for about a year and a half. Uh, moved to Richmond and then moved to uh, the DC area. So, um, how big of yeah. a how big of a culture shock is going from Columbia, South Carolina <laughs> to Milwaukee and Detroit? Oh man, it's, it's, it it was it was definitely uh, a culture shock. But I, I say it was a culture shock only from um, a climate perspective, right? Um, like you know, Columbia, hot and sunny. Milwaukee, you know, negative X amount of degrees. Uh, so definitely was a culture shock from that perspective. And I mean, also the people, people were a little different too, but um, I think one of the things I was blessed with too was that um, I grew up as a, as a um, military uh, kid. So for me, the, 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 the transition wasn't necessarily a big thing from um, a moving perspective, but it was just more so different from a type of, uh, type of uh, daily everyday person, but outside of that, I mean, I, I was so I was used to it because I did it so much as a kid. It didn't affect me as I became a, as I became an adult. So, is go go music dead? Oh, definitely not, man. It's most definitely uh, alive and well and out here. But I, I, I won't, I won't give my perspective. <laughs> <laughs> On, uh, on Coco music, but it's definitely alive and well out here. Well, let me ask you this: <laughs> is, is Chuck Brown really the king of Go Go? Oh man, I, I'll have to uh, I have to ask my girl about that, man. She's like a DC DC native. Um, yeah, she definitely would know way way better than me. <laughs> I can dig it. I, I love Chuck Brown. Uh, so, one of the the questions I like to ask everybody on the show. Um, and you can put on your scenario hat for for a second, if you will, Tim. Um, it's you. Yeah. It's you at a round table, and there are five other mm-hmm. seats. You get to have five people of your choice at that at that dinner table, if you will. Who are they? Uh, the only caveat is you can't have Jesus there, because obviously, who wouldn't want to talk to him? Right. Oh man, this right here is a tough, tough um, question. I would probably have uh, uh, Barack Obama be one. Um, I would probably have so a lot or 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 they can deceased, be deceased. Right? Yeah, they're they alive. Okay, okay. Um, probably would have. Um, I've I've been really big on watching the um, assassination assassination of Malcolm X, so I definitely would probably have Malcolm X at the table. So that's two. Um, I would have um, Jay Z at the table. Um, I would have uh, who else? Uh, probably hmm, not two more people. I definitely would have probably like uh, Biggie or somebody, just simply because I'm 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 so intrigued by like from a uh, hip hop culture perspective of like this kind of behind the scenes and insight to like all the things that you see is like that are so mysterious today. So probably like um, a biggie or somebody. And I would have uh, who else would be the last person? I'll just say Tupac, man. I'll just say Tupac. Um, those would probably be like the five the the five people. I, I would just want to have you know like people from a um, 
historic standpoint that kind of touch all different uh, aspects of, of life, whether it be, um, you know, the music culture, um, you know, like being in office and just, you know, like your, your, uh, your black billionaire from a wealth perspective. So, um, and, and also, um, you know, yeah, yeah. So the, the, those would be the five people I would have. And that was off the top of my head. That, that was a tough question, but I like it. Yeah, we asked that question to every single one of our guests. So we always want to uh, keep it organic and, and keep you on your toes. Right, right. <laughs> so as we get ready to land this plane, uh, I've got a couple more questions for you, Tim. Uh, one more time, sure. we, want to, we want our visionaries to hear your social media handles and, and the best way to get a hold of Tim Webb, um, owner of More Than a 9 to 5. Um, and also, if you guys get a hold of him, mention that you heard him here on the Vision Lab podcast, okay? But Tim, go ahead and drop your social media handles one more time. Sure. Yeah, no. So um, at more than a nine to five on uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, more than a nine to five dot com um, on the Internet. And I'll also plug in is simply from the love of the podcast. If you use the promo code dream big, um, that'll give you 15 percent off um, right. any of your purchases. Just off the, off the strength of you guys showing so much love. You hear that, visionaries? If you're looking for that great merch, uh, use that promo code. It's only going to be uh, available for so for so long. He's not going to have that forever. That's right. And it's called it's Dream Big, right? Dream Big, absolutely. Absolutely love that. Absolutely love that. All right, so Tim, um, I've got a couple more questions for you as we get ready to land this plane. Okay. Um, sure. What is the long term vision for more than a nine to five slash Tim Webb? So the long-term vision is um, one of the things that I'm actually uh, working on, right, is um, creating a, uh, a summit for, um, you know, breaking the generational curse of financial literacy. Um, so I want to get to the point, or I'm not going to say I want, I will get to the point where I'm um, producing summits that have people come in where we do panels, we talk about real estate investment, credit repair, all these good things. Um, to kind of put people in a better place financially, right? That's that's number one. Number two is I want to be in a position to where we have uh, your big uh, sort of uh, fest that uh, go on, right? So you have AfroTag, um, you have CultureCon, you have all these different um, things that are that are going on, right? I'm, I, I see myself in a position to where. Um, I'm either back in one of those or like more than a nine of five is at the forefront, uh, but something like that. So, um, that's where I see, uh, the brand and also having a huge, uh, real estate por portfolio as well, to be completely honest. So, um, I have some like big, crazy ideals and, and dreams for the, for the brand. But, uh, like I said, checking that list off, right. And taking it day by day of, of, of getting there. Absolutely. Love that. Um, so, Last question of the podcast, okay? Um, what I like to do is I, we ask every single guest on the, the Vision Lab podcast this question here. So what would Tim Webb, what advice would Tim Webb give himself from five years ago? So if you can talk from, you know, to, to yourself from five years ago, what advice would you give yourself? Man, what took you so long? To be completely honest, uh, you know, I think five years ago, I wasn't in the mental space that I'm in now. Um, from an entrepreneurship standpoint, um, I would I would tell myself of like, hey, like don't be afraid to 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 go out there and do ultimately um, what you aspire to do, and really, um, you know, do what makes you happy, and like don't settle for what somebody's giving you. I was more so in the mindset of of like, okay, I'm getting enough to do what I need to do, but I wasn't in the mindset of like, how do I replace this with doing what I love? So, um, if I could, if, if I could talk to myself then I would just say, man, Hey, um, do what makes you happy. Like, don't, don't settle, don't be content. And I kind of fell into that bubble of being content. So, um, definitely would have pivoted out of that knowing what I know now. So, that's really the advice I would, I would give myself. Perfect, perfect. So I'm actually going to make you five years older now. So what would the older version of Tim Webb, what advice would he be giving you today? 
man, you guys ask some good questions. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would just say, um, you know, go harder and, um, you know, don't, don't, don't stop until you, to your, to your happy with, with yourself. Right. And, and really five years from now, I'll, I'll look back at the situation and say, um, you know, take like the same thing I was telling myself back then is like, take the, take the jump, take the leap of faith. Um, you know, <laughs> one day I'll be in a position where I'm not working for anyone. So I would tell myself, Hey, same thing. What, what took you so long? Right. Um, and, and, and really just kind of be adamant about what you, what you want and, and just go harder on a day-to-day basis, whether that be for yourself or for your, for your nine to five, but, um, definitely go after what you want. So the, the advice would still kind of be, be the same. Cause that's even five years from now, I still plan on, um, going super hard, having the same passion and drive. So just simply go harder. Perfect. Perfect. Well, listen, man, um, it has been an absolute pleasure um, to just hear so much wisdom and so many nuggets that you dropped here over the last hour on the uh, Vision Lab podcast, man. It's been such a tremendous treat to have you here on the show, man. I certainly want to say thank you for uh, for your time and, and sharing your experience and your story to all of our visionaries that are tuning in. Oh, no. Thanks for having me, man. It's, it's been a great pleasure. I really enjoy uh, chopping it up with you guys today. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, hey, uh, visionaries, listen up. Remember, the Vision Lab podcast is designed to give you the blueprint and breadcrumbs for you to pick up and apply to your life so that you can become the best version of yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, the voice you've been listening to is Tim Webb. My name is Ryan Mosley. He is Ryan Cuffey. And we'll see you next week on another episode here on the Vision Lab podcast. Blessings.